Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, welcome back to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. This is the last episode of 2020, by the way. My name is Bree and I'm the host of the show. And I'm also the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Today, I have a really great episode for you. So I want to make sure that you have a pen and paper and listening ears ready because we're going to be dropping some gems. This episode is all about natural hair. Okay, so me and my guest, Robin Butler of Coil Beauty Inc. are going to be giving you takeaways, tidbits, nuggets, information, recommendations, anything you can think about in regards to natural hair. Now, I will tell you that this is a snippet of a live Zoom call that I had um, recently. So it's not going to be the entire session, but I've trimmed it down to make sure that I do give you some great takeaways. So again, get that pen and paper, girl, because there's going to be a lot of notes that and takeaways for you, okay? Now, speaking of Robin Butler, my guest, she is the founder of Coil Beauty, Inc., and I've talked about them before because... Right now, they have a Kickstarter campaign that I really want you to check out. If you have a daughter, a niece, um, a grandbaby, someone that you are in a position of like a caretaker or nurturer for them, I can guarantee you she's going to want this doll and book that the Kickstarter campaign is all about. Robin has created a book called God Created Me Coily and a doll, her name is Nia, for that series. And... It is more about it's more about the doll in the book. It's it's pouring into our babies. It's about their identity and sense of worth and seeing a doll in book that highlights and loves on black features, super textured hair, highly melanated skin. That is what this doll is all about. And, and us pouring into our babies as they have a book and a and a doll that represents them. Okay, so again, if you go to Coil Beauty Inc., you can click on the link in their profile and you can go straight to their Kickstarter to learn more. I guarantee you, once you see it, you're going to love it. Okay, so again, Coil Beauty Inc. on Instagram. Now, I'll go ahead and let Robin introduce herself and let's get started with the episode. Hey, everybody. I'm Robin. I am from Durham, North Carolina. I am a licensed cosmetologist. I specialize in curly, coily Afro textured hair. Um, and I'm just here to answer you all's questions. Um, I am as well a beauty entrepreneur. So um, not only am I in the salon by behind the chair, but I have worked myself from um, behind the chair and I'm beyond the chair at this point. So um, I got some cool projects that I'm working on, a black doll, children's books, still in the salon. I'll be in the salon tomorrow working on 
um, all of my clients' beautiful manes. So I'm excited to take some time tonight and talk with you, Bree, and talk with, you know, everybody about natural hair, curly hair, coily hair, so we can get down to it. Conversation, because as I'm sure you are aware, our hair has a rich history. Our hair has a, such a rich history. And honestly, with, I guess, colonization, that history was, it was taken away from us. When we were in Africa, do you think that we were worried about having straight hair? I would imagine that that was probably the furthest thing from their minds. Our hair was, I mean, and it still is, but our hair was beautiful. Um, it, it was, you could, you could learn so much about our history just from the hairstyles that we had. They were used for like doing the, like the braids for like maps and things like that. But when we came over to this country, of course, and we were colonized, the first, one of the first things they did, I assume, is they, they shaved our heads, got rid of that beautiful hair that we used to, to let us know what tribe we're a part of or our history and our culture and our traditions and things like that. So they shaved our heads. And from that point on, it was just like we were kind of, we were snatched and we were lost. Mm -hmm. And so for years, our hair was seen as just this ugly, inferior I don't even know what words to describe it that aren't hurtful. They're all hurtful. And none of that is true. Our hair is beautiful. It's diverse. It's textured. It's coily. It's curly. It's straight. It's, it's all these beautiful things and can be worn in so many diverse ways. But we weren't allowed to see that when we were brought to this country. And, and when we were brought to this country, everything for us changed. Everything for us changed when we got, when we landed here um, in these United States of America. And so obviously as time passed and we get into like the forties and the fifth, well, really the fifties and the sixties and the seventies, you know, with black power, I'm black and I'm proud. Like the Afro started coming back and we was like rocking our natural hair. We were proud of our skin and our culture and our hair and our just, everything, our beautiful lips, our butts, our hips, our everything. We were just so proud of just, you know, being able to say I'm black and I'm proud, you know what I mean? And so we were rocking those pros. And now it's gone even further. We're in the, what, the, the 20s. That is so weird to say. We're in the 20s and in the 10s and the 90s. You know, we have the braids and the cornrows and the and the wash and goes and the, and the just all kinds of different hairstyles, Afro puffs and, and things like that. So it's, it's, it's definitely coming back. And with that said, now more than ever, people wanna, we, we wanna know how to take care of our hair. We wanna know how to take pride in our hair and make sure that it's growing and thriving and moisturized and, and all that stuff. Is that a fair assessment to say for everybody that's watching right now? Oh yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So we are going to go ahead and get into these questions. Uh, I don't want to put you on blast, Rochelle, but since I know that you're on and you did email me, um, did you want to come on for your questions that you had? Yeah, um, I honestly forgot. forgot no, I have your questions here. Okay. I have your questions here. So Rochelle had asked, after I take out my twists, I usually have a lot of knots, breakage, and by the time I get through detangling, I have a like a big clump of hair in my brush. Is there any way to avoid this? What would you suggest? Yeah, so I would suggest, first of all, with any style, whether it's protective or you're wearing your hair, you always want to make sure you're staying on top of your maintenance trims. Your maintenance trims, which should be 
ideally every 12 to 16 weeks, roughly every quarter, at the change of every season, you should be getting your hair trimmed. That is going to create a good foundation for hair health. So the biggest thing with hair health is a good trim. And then also making sure you maintain your moisture levels, moisture and protein levels. Um, so once you get that good trim, make sure your regimen is down packed, you're using the right products, which that's going to be a whole nother conversation. But make sure you have a good idea or knowledge based on your moisture levels, steaming your hair every um, two to four weeks, at least once a month is going to help balance out those moisture levels, in addition to using the right products that are a good fit for your texture. So trim, maintenance trim every 12 to 16 weeks, um, every quarter, moisturizing treatments with steam, um, steam, so getting a steamer, a hair steamer from Amazon doing that at least once a month, and then staying on top of it with your protein treatments. Typically, you don't need a lot of protein. Typically, we need more moisture than anything. But that's going to help create a solid foundation for you when you have protective styles in, twists, whatever, extensions, your hair, so that you, you're not fighting your hair. So when you take those styles out, your hair is not breaking. Um, it's going to naturally shed, of course. And the way you can tell the difference between shedding and breaking is that shedding is going to be longer pieces. It's going to have a white bulb on the end of it. Breakage are shorter pieces. So you should be able to tell the difference just based off of what type of shedding you're getting. If you had a trim recently, those things should really give you an idea of where your hair health is so that you won't be alarmed or you may be alarmed. So I know that was all. Follow up to that. <laughs> Um, so in terms of trimming, I know I, uh, I haven't made it out to any salon just this year. Cause like, I'm not yet comfortable to go out. So I attempted to cut my own hair, which was a disaster, but, <laughs> um, I cut my hair too, Rochelle all the time. Oh, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> what, how much should we like trim off on the ends? Cause I, I went like a I would say a little, but like, it was like crazy amount. Like I just started cutting a little bit and I was like, oh wait, I don't think I did it right. So I just kept going yeah. to the point where I, it, yeah, it was not a great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I got you. So with trimming, ideally you don't want to trim your ends at home because I tell my clients all the time, the quality of the shears that are at Sally's for like $7.99 or even $70 and 99 cent is a lot different from professional shears, but I do understand we are in a pandemic. So yeah, you got to do what you got to do at home. Um, but you really want to get probably like the last half an inch. The part that you literally, if you put a paper towel, if you get a white paper towel and you put it under your hair and you can see what parts are broken, you really want to get to the part that you can't see the bottom of the paper towel. That's what needs to go. So it's literally that fuzzy part at the end that's creating all the hassle and all the fuss. Got it. Cool. Oh, yeah. wow. mm -hmm. um, Rochelle had one, another question and she says... Um, that she's been natural for three years and she's trying really hard to stay away from using any heat. And I know a lot of us kind of go back and forth with that heat, right? Um, but she finds it really hard to just manage her own hair and she has a lot of it. And she's tempted to use uh, a straightener. I'm assuming a flat iron maybe. Is this going to damage any progress that she's made? Yeah, it's, it all depends on technique. So um, I tell naturals all the time. I tell my clients all the time, you can get your hair straight and that's not an issue. So our hair, the good thing about our hair is that we do, we are able, it has versatility. So we are able to wear it, wand, curl, stretch, straighten, back to curly. And that's the beauty of having black hair, right? Um, but you, if you decide to get your hair straightened like a silk press, 
you need to make sure that you are using some type of silicone-based heat protectant. So um, I don't know, you know, in the curly community, more recently, silicones have been like a no-no, right? Um, but when we are straightening our hair, that silicone actually in those products create a barrier on top of our curls that um, it protects the hair from heat and heated tools so that it doesn't compromise the integrity of our hair and our curl pattern. So um, we can get our hair straightened. We just have to make sure that it's done properly with the proper heat protectant, which is a silicone-based heat protectant. Um, Walmart has actually one by Tresemme's. It's like $4.50, but it protects up to 450 degrees. So it's full of silicone. So you're probably going to have to do some type of um, detox on your curly hair you know, after you get that blowout done at the end of the month, just to get that stuff off of your hair so your curls will pop. But just utilizing, understanding what protects the hair and what's, what does not protect the hair. Um, also, after you have layered your hair and heat protectants properly, um, making sure that the heat tool is not more than like 415, 420, 430, depending on the texture of the hair. So depending on, do you have a normal, fine or coarser texture of hair? Depends on really how hot it can go, but it never should be at 450. Paper burns at 450, hair burns at 450. Um, and you want to make sure one or two passes, that's it. Like one pass to straighten the hair, another pass to curl, if you have to curl. Anything after two passes, it's probably going to burn the hair. Yeah. And if I can chime in, I'm not an expert, but I've been natural for 10, 15 years. Two things. Stay away from them Dominic from the Dominican salons. Yes, please. No offense to our sisters, but they love that straight. And if you're going, they're gonna do a million passes mm -hmm. and your curls probably will not have a chance to survive. I've seen so many horror stories. So if you don't really mind, they have this hair trained. I don't believe in hair training. I think the hair is damaged and that's why you lose that curl. But some people are okay with that. They call it heat training, you know, and they're okay with that because they wanna wear their hair straight more often than not. And that's totally fine. But if your thing is the integrity of the curl, like I would probably not ever really straighten my hair unless I do it at home on a super, super low heat, which is kind of pointless for me. But because um, there's always, there's always a risk. There's every time you heat up that flat iron, there's always a risk. And um, sometimes wash, once you wash your hair, the curls, they're limp, they're not uniform, they're sagging. Um, sometimes protein can help boost it up, right, Robin, a little bit? Exactly. So, yep, protein can restore the, um, the bonds. It can, if it's not, if the bonds aren't permanently broken. But yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a risk. So yes, definitely a risk. Use at your own risk. It's yeah. never worth it though. It's never worth that blowout is never worth it. The integrity of the curl pattern. Because you end up with frizzy curls, not just curls that don't revert back, but hair that is just frizzy and distressed. It just it never acts right. Um, one of the questions that Michelle had was, um, what is and how do you master the wash and go? <laughs> what is the what is the wash and go and how do you how you make them curls pop? That's what she want to know. How do you master it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I I love the wash and go. Um, I do wash and goes all the time in my salon. They're super convenient, like you said. Mastering the art of a wash and go is literally getting a good trim or cut um, to create the foundation for a good style, so that when you put that product on your hair, your curls clump 
perfectly. So mastering the wash and go really comes down to number one, having a good shape and an awesome cut. Number two, using the right products. Now, here's the big thing with products. It depends on your curl type. You, the products that you use have to be a good fit for your texture of hair. Um, you know, we can talk about products. That's going to take me down a whole nother 15 minutes of a conversation. But products really come down. When you're trying to figure out what products to use, you really need to look at the a couple of different elements, right? We call them the essential elements of hair care. You need to look at your density of your hair. You need to see... Um, also, the surface texture of your hair, meaning like, do you have more like a burlap texture? Do you have more like a glossy texture, a matte texture? Um, to figure out how well your hair absorbs light. And that's going to help you because you can say your hair does not look moisturized, even though it can be moisturized. So you can go out and try to put a lot of products on your hair. And your hair is never really going to look moisturized because that's the surface texture of your hair. It absorbs light. It doesn't reflect light. So, you know, looking at a couple of those essential elements of surface texture, um, lifestyle, um, your actual density, um, your um, porosity levels when it comes to how well your hair actually absorbs moisture, these things are going to help us decide what product lines are going to work best for you, what gels are going to work best for you. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of different things that you need to evaluate when it comes to product selection that is really personalized and customized to your type of hair. Your, your best friend probably isn't going to use the same type of products you are because she has a totally different hair texture. So, um, it really comes down to, um, and I have a list that, um, that I share on my Instagram as well um, of just tips of what products you should use based off of those essential elements of your lifestyle. All right, let's see. She <laughs> says, how do you reduce shedding, Robin? Getting your hair trimmed every 12 to 16 weeks or every quarter, every season, making sure you get a trim every quarter, every season is going to be um, best to maintain the health of your hair um, as well as reduce shedding. It's going to naturally shed. Um, but like I said at the beginning, you'll be able to tell the difference from your hair naturally shedding with the white bulb on the end of the piece versus little short pieces are fairy knots. If you're fighting your hair at home, like literally pulling through and it's fairy knots and single strand knots, it's time for a trim. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. 
Feeling more grounded and relaxed is black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code SELFCARE for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code SELFCARE. Yes, she's telling on me right now. Um, <laughs> let's see. Someone asked, how do you color gray hair? Uh, coloring gray hair. I mean, it's a lot of different options. You can use box color, which is, um, you can buy from the store, but I try to, I don't encourage my clients to do box color from the store because, um, what I've learned about box color is like popcorn, you know, popcorn is not healthy for anybody. It's probably one of the most horrible things you can eat. Um, I like to call box color in the store popcorn color. Essentially there's enough developer in that, that box to get you through all three shades that they offer on that box. Now in the salon, we customize the developer to fit the fabric of your hair. So depending on if we use 10, 20, 30, or 40 volume depends on can your hair actually take that. But box color, when you use box color, it doesn't give that type of grace. So it doesn't care what your hair is going through, um, what state your hair is in health wise. It just wants to get you to whatever color you want to achieve. So um, if you want to get your hair colored or when it comes to gray hair, I would say go to a professional. Um, and if you have to use box color, try not to use box color, but you're going to pay for it in the long run mm -hmm. um, because it's going to dry your hair out essentially as well. Just because that developer is it's enough developer in that solution to be able to get you through all three shades they're offering on that box. Mm. It's going to dry you out over time. Okay. What about, do you know, um, what about henna? 
Does henna yeah. the color hair? Because it's a, a more natural alternative, but you can only do what like brown or black or something like that, like go dark. Mm -hmm, yeah, so it's indigo, I think dark red or burgundy, and then black or brown. Um, henna is more like a, it is a coloring treatment, um, but it's more similar to a protein treatment. So a lot of the times, um, the henna, it, it doesn't really give you the the brightness that you want. Um but you just have to be careful with henna treatment because it's a conditioning treatment that is more similar to proteins. So sometimes, a lot of times, it makes people's hair feel brittle. Um, and some people don't get those adverse effects to it. They, they get the conditioning effects, but it just depends on your hair type. So I would just say be careful with henna, um, especially if you decide to get professional color down the line because that is a, a metallic color. So um, it can have a harsh reaction to the oxidative color. So clients that come in and they giving me their color history and they tell me they use henna, we literally have to either wait till that henna grows completely out or um, they cut off the last three or four inches that has henna because it would have a horrible reaction with professional hair color. Oh, I'm glad you said that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, go and henna your hair, you guys. And she's like, no, do not do that. <laughs> yeah, I really think about it before you do it. Professional hair. Um, so Shanti or Shante, hopefully I said your name right. She's asking, can you make your hair thicker? Genetically, no. You pretty much have the density and the type of hair that you were born with. That's what you're going to have for the rest of your life. Um, now, can you adjust your lifestyle? Can you adjust your everyday hair practices to um, just help create a, a more healthier state of hair? Yeah, you can. But can you actually make your hair thicker? No, hair is just genetics. Depends on what density you have, whether it's a finer texture, a normal texture, or a coarser texture. Brie, you got a coarser texture. You know, you got high density hair. You know, it's a lot of strands. I when I talk about density, it's more like the Beyonce concert. People that you know have high density hair, it's like the Beehive concert. You can't find an open seat. You can't see no scalp. Okay, um, and that's just the way. That's a part of your genetic makeup for your hair. Um, so, you know, you just have to see what you, what you have, what you're born with and, um, work from there. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, Janin, hopefully I said that right. She says, how do you prevent fairy knots? Like, how do you yeah. prevent them? Yeah. Just getting your hair trimmed every season. If you don't get it trimmed every season, I say at least twice a year. But those two times, it's going to feel like a haircut. If you do it four times a year, which is every season, it's not going to feel like a haircut. It's going to feel like a trim. Okay. And for those that don't know what fairy knots are, they're, they're those really annoying. And I think every natural, every, every natural has them. Yeah. Every, every natural has them. You know, when you run your finger down, like your hair strand, like mm -hmm. if you do it right now, I don't want to do it because I don't want to mess up my wash and go. But if you run your hair down a strand and you'll feel that little knot on some of those strands, that's a fairy knot. Somehow your hair has decided to revolt and be disrespectful and it has wound itself around itself and when the I think the more the more coily your hair is like my hair if you have hair like mine I will pray for you because I know you are battling fairy knots and one thing that I do think that helps besides the trims if I can add to that is protective hairstyles I think those help as well yeah so if you can protective hairstyle your hair away for a little while so that way you don't have to keep like messing with it and combing through it and doing all that <laughs> stuff that will help 
too, to kind of help to, I think you'll always have them if your hair is natural. That I think that's just what it is, but at least it will help to kind of not have as many, you know, yeah. fairy knots, which are the devil in hair form. Okay. Yeah. But then um, getting your, um, getting your hair trim is really going to eliminate fairy knots. I tell my clients when they start to get fairy knots or single strand knots, it's time to get a trim. It's a telltale sign. So I literally just got a trim last week and I was having fairy knots before then. Now it's like, literally I can just finger detangle. No type of, it's, it's, a, it's a different type of freedom when you ain't got no single strand knots. So girl, look at God making you not free. And, and don't be afraid to trim your hair, ladies. I know some of us, we want to hold on to them little strands. <laughs> <Get land. laughs> don't, don't do that. Like just, it's, over land. it's okay. It's okay to trim because your hair will be so happy. Mm-hmm. Your hair will be so happy. Um, and I know it takes some time. Like what, how long does it take to grow? Like on average, an inch of hair, Robin? I think they said it's a half an inch a month. So by the end of the year, you should have about six inches every year if you're retaining length properly. Right, and that's where those trims and keeping your hair protect. Holy smokes, sorry guys. I didn't realize my candle was here behind my laptop and I saw some smoke going on. Um, but yeah, that's why those trims and like keeping your hair moisturized and protective styling will help to, ret- it'll help you to retain as much length as possible. So you're not having to do these big, super drastic cuts because that fairy knot and those split ends have decided to take a vacation all the way up the strand of your hair. And when you go into the salon, you're like, well, what happened? Mm-hmm. And she's going to be like, well, what happened was, <laughs> you know, and now she's, it's time to trim, sis. So yeah, great advice, Robin. Um, let's see what else do we have here. Someone said Pinterest, helpful or harmful? Giovanna, if you're on, raise your hand and Debbie can get you on or our host can get you on if you're still here because I'm not sure exactly what your question. Um, oh, there she is. Um, Debbie, do you see Giovanna? I think Debbie might be frozen. Let me see if I can. Um, oh, there she is. Okay, we're gonna get Giovanna on so we can ask her exactly what she means about Pinterest. Okay. Yeah, I mean, everybody that sits in my chair, the first thing they pull out is Pinterest. (laughs) All right. Giovanna, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Hopefully, am I saying your name correctly, Giovanna? Yes. Yes, you are. Oh, okay. Just wanted to make sure. So tell us about your question. Well, like you mentioned before about 4C hair, the all different types, you go into Pinterest and they just give you a whole list of what you should do for each hair type. So they talk about hair mask, protein treatments, and it's just very confusing. So is it more helpful to go there and have idea what you want from a stylist or is it more harmful? Um, I would say that Pinterest is definitely, it can be used in a way that helps us, right, when it comes to style inspiration. But when it comes to education, I would say definitely don't don't lead with Pinterest. I would say go on Instagram, follow your nearest nearest curl specialist. Um, possibly she's doing some type of online class. Um, it's a, a lot of really good curly hair platforms out here, especially coily hair. Um, it's kind of taking this new wave of its own. So it's a lot of African-American women with like super textured hair, coily hair that are curl specialists that are having the conversations on social media. So just hashtag curl specialists 
on Instagram, get some real education from an actual professional. That is what's going to be the game changer for you. Um, and then use Pinterest and YouTube, you know, as inspiration, just to see what other people are talking about, not to get your education from. Thank Great. you so much, ma'am. You're welcome. Oh, Thanks God. for the question, <laughs> Okay, here is another question. Is there a best method for cutting hair? Diva curl versus, how do you say O-U-I-D-A-D? Is it we dad? We dad, we dad, we dad. I hear both ways. Yep. And then Rizo cut? I've never heard that. Yeah. Cut? I never yeah. heard of that. It's out of New Jersey, so it's. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's out of New Jersey. So yeah. what's, the, what's the best method in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, they're all different cutting systems. So I'm trained in Diva Curl. I have um, a level three certification, which is the highest. And it really comes down to your preference of like the look. What type of cut do you want? And I would say just hashtag that particular cut. Um, and if it matches your style, then go with it. But it's just different systems. We learn different ways, professionals, to cut your hair curly. It's different people's style. So Diva Curl's cutting style looks different from the Rezo cut. Um, as well as the, the um, we dad is more like the rake and shake. So it's more of a cut for wavy women. Um, Diva curl, I would say, is more of a cut for probably curlier, biracial. And they're starting to, you know, incorporate the coily girls in their product lines um, and cutting systems. Um, but I would say cut it kinky. Um, I don't know if you all have heard of them. They're out of Chicago. They have a more friendlier cutting system for um, kinkier girls that um, it's just more friendlier when it comes to shapes and not creating a whole bunch of lines and things of that nature. And so it's mm, just, I love that you said that. Yeah. I was gonna say, I love that you said, you know, it's friendlier because mm -hmm. I know that a lot of us have had that experience where you go into the salon mm -hmm. and they're looking at you like, um, what do you think we about to do to that? You know what I mean? I've had that experience and it's, it's, I, I find that it is just amazing, and I'm using amazing in a sarcastic way, that Black women and, and, and our, our sister, our brown sisters, um, we as a whole know how to do pretty much all kinds of hair. When we become a stylist, we learn in the ins and outs of straight, wavy, textured, coily, kinky, curly, you know, from A to Z that we, we know how to do that hair. We may specialize in different areas, but we know how to take care of hair as a whole. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Typically for the salons that, well, I don't walk into them anymore, but the, typically the salons that we walk into, um, even sometimes our own salons, they do not know how to work on natural hair. And I think that is just such a travesty because Imagine, or I mean, I guess you don't even have to imagine. We, we live in a world where it's just now kind of being, it, it's just now okay um, to have and to rock your natural hair. Um, I know we talked about back in the 70s and, and 60s and, you know, I'm Black and I'm Proud and the Afro and stuff like that. But I'm just talking about how it's really relevant right now. It's mainstream. It's popular. It's trending to have natural hair. And of course, um, even still in our community, we're, we're getting it at both ends because even in our community, we have obviously the good hair versus the bad hair, you know, popular on Pinterest, popular on um, Instagram, the bigger curls and things like that. Hair like mine, hair like 
just beautiful kinky hair. It's not really featured, not really, it's not really spotlit, you know? So I just find that it's travesty that when we go into salons, even our own, we have people that do not know how to take care of natural hair. And that, and that just make it's just, it's just disheartening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, because they don't teach in cosmetology school. You would think in 2020, I mean, I went to Paul Mitchell, you know, like four or five years ago. And when they talk about textured hair, they mean using a chemical, adding a chemical, like, you know, a perm to straight hair to create texture, you know, for women outside of the African-American race. And then, you know, adding a relaxer to curly hair to relax curly hair. So they're not talking about working with your actual texture that you were born with that's the Mm -hmm. curriculum in hair school so you can imagine how far in the beauty industry and just in the just the beauty world how far behind we are when it comes to african-american women when it comes to you know the needs that need to be addressed when it comes to our hair care Yeah. It doesn't exist. So, you know, creating products, you know, getting people trained to do the job correctly, creating salons, um, you know, creating all different types of things for Black women and Black children um, to just really understand who they are and understand what they have and to be able to work with it and, you know, thrive with it, not just work with it, but thrive. So it's, definitely a conversation that definitely needs to be had because the industry continues to overlook us even though we are the you know the biggest consumer of the industry so they're not designing and creating anything for us or with us in mind you know and speaking of that I don't know if you guys know but Miss Robin has a, a beautiful um doll and book series that she has created for our babies for specifically for our babies. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I'm excited. So we have launched a Kickstarter. I've created a um, Black children's book, God Created Me Coley, which really, um, and as well as a Black doll to go with it. So the doll is the main character in my book, God Created Me Coley. And I created it just because we need to see ourselves. I needed to see myself as a child, you know, with playing with black dolls. I was telling um, a few of my friends, I was like, the only doll that I had growing up was the Addy. I didn't even have the Addy doll. I was reading about, you know, American Girl when they first came out. Um, they came out with a book series. And I was reading about Addy's story, A Journey to Freedom. And then I wanted the doll. Like, I literally fell in love with the slave. That was the only dolls that we really had. So I was just like, you know, as I got older, I was like, you know what? I should, African-American girls, little girls should not have to play with slave dolls. That's ridiculous, you know? So um, I decided to create, first of all, um, a, a children's book that they can read and be empowered by their identity, but they can also play with that same character um, and see a 3D representation of themselves. So we launched this Kickstarter last week, last last Tuesday. It's a little over a week and we've been funded. So since 10,000 um, and we're still excited. You know, we're growing. We're going to need a lot more than 10,000 and really take this thing to where we want to go. But it's a great start to be funded um, already and we're five days in. So I would love for you all um, to check our Kickstarter out 
out um, and get you a doll in a book just to support the movement um, when it comes to my company, Coral Beauty, because we're here to introduce a new age of hair care, you know, an age of hair care that has, you know, education behind it, but actually has knowledge and, you know, we, we have pride about it. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for you, too. I'm really, really excited. Let's see. So Gina says she usually keeps her hair in flat flat twist, but her biggest concern is retaining moisture between mm-hmm. washes. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, it's a couple of things that she can you can do, Gina, to address this. So um, first thing is to evaluate your hair to see if you have some form of buildup. You may have some form of buildup, so doing some form of a detox, um, some type of clarifying shampoo. Um, I know Diva Curl has Buildup Buster. Um, Woo Dad has like a some type of cleansing oil. So it's a couple of different products that you can use to break down any buildup that you may have on your strand that's blocking moisture from actually getting in. Um, making sure we're dealing with a clean canvas. Malibu, it's a product by Malibu. It's called Undo. They have a great clarifying shampoo that I use in my salon a lot. Um, That's going to be the first line of defense. Um, Number two, when it comes to moisture is, again, making sure you have a good trim, because if you don't have a good trim, your hair is not going to be able to, it's like a straw. Like if you cut the end of that straw and it's a clean cut, your hair is going to be able to take in all of that moisture. But if that hair is splitting, going up the shaft, it's never going to be able to retain any moisture. Um, And then lastly, making sure you steam. Steaming is a game changer, y'all. So, you know, getting a tabletop steamer from Amazon to help to open up that hair cuticle so that whatever product, whatever moisture, it needs to get deep down into that hair cuticle um, so that when you, um, after you steam and you're rinsing out that conditioner, you're closing it um, with cool water. It's closing that hair cuticle all the way down. So a lot of curlies, especially coily you know, women, we, it's hard to get moisture in there because our cuticles are wrapped so tight. So opening up that hair cuticle with some steam, um, when you're putting on your deep conditioner, it's going to be a game changer. I got to get a steamer. Mm-hmm. Get, yes. Oh, God, it will change the game for you. It's on Amazon, $80, tabletop. Okay. So y'all writing steamers on your list? <laughs> I see somebody <laughs> nodding. Yes, girl, we writing steamers on the list. Um Let's see here. I'm just trying to look. Oh, Rowan, Rowan, um, he or she? I think it's a woman. She says, "Can you speak about?" Yes, health? Rowan. Mm-hmm. Okay, where where are you? Rowan? I'm in Montreal, Canada. Okay, I can't see you on the okay. screen. You mean my face? Are you want to see me on video? Here we go. No, no, no. I couldn't find your square. Hey, is it Rowan? You're Rowan. That's correct. Rowan, beautiful name. So Rowan is saying that um, can she wants you to, to if you can't speak about like you know health issues, thyroid, iron, copper, def- oh, you know, yeah. those deficiencies mm-hmm. because that definitely affects um, our hair. I'm anemic or I yeah. deal with anemia. Yeah. So yeah. So what about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it definitely affects our hair. Um, I know that I've experienced breakage in the past. I had a little spot in the back of my hair that broke off real bad to the scalp because I had um, an iron deficiency. My iron wasn't out of, it wasn't out of range, but it was on the lower end of the range. It was like a 12 when your iron needs to really, I'm not a doctor, I'm not trying to be a doctor, but, you know, if you ask your doctor, you know, they'll tell you the healthy range for, for iron. So, yeah, I tell people all the time, hair is very hormonal. It comes down to your blood it comes down to internally what's going on with your thyroid what's going on with um, I know autoimmune deficiencies all of that stuff has 
has a lot to do with your hair and your scalp. So it'll, if anything is going on internally, most of the time it'll show up in your scalp and your hair first. So I, I tell my clients all the time, like, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I will quickly refer you to a dermatologist or a doctor once we have um, started to mitigate the things externally that we could, like doing the trims, doing the protein treatments, doing the moisturizing treatments, but the hair is still breaking. That's the internal issue that needs to be addressed. Thyroid, iron deficiency, vitamin D deficiency. Well, zinc. I learned about zinc and copper too for... Mm-hmm. Yep. Just taking a multivitamin will, will help as well. Um, incorporating that. A lot of people asking about hair vitamins. Just take a multivitamin. It's going to work on your body. When you take care of your body, you take care of your hair as well. Um, Tanya says, which steamer do you recommend? Is, is there one that you recommend? Um, it's a lot of them on Amazon. I would just say, um, just the, it's a tabletop one. It's blue. It's literally like between $60 and $80. Um, it's like 10 of them that come from China. They all come from China. So you can get the beautiful. I think beautiful the salon in I think they're in Atlanta and Chicago. They have branded theirs. You can get that one, but they're still getting it from China and rebranding it. So you know you can support a black business and um, get that steamer, or you can just get one from Amazon. Whatever your preference is, it's it's a steamer though. It's going to steam your hair. So mm, and to piggyback on that, as I, I skipped a few questions, but Giovanna has a great question. On top of that, can the hair steamer be replaced by a deep conditioning thermal heat cap? Uh, no, because it's different things. Yes, two different, two exactly different things. So, um, the heat cap is more like direct heat versus it's like going to the gym, right? And you go in the steam room. When you go in the steam room, it opens your cuticles or opens your pores. Um, versus when you go into the sauna, it's like a dry heat, it's not gonna really do anything, it's just there. Um, so I would definitely say get the steamer. It's going to have a different effect. It's going to actually, the pressure is going to open up your hair cuticle so that that steam can get into it versus mm. the, the thermal cap. It's not going to, it's not going to be any pressure to open up that hair cuticle. Okay. One last question. How often should you deep condition? Deep conditioning, depending on the moisture levels in your hair, I would say if your hair is super dehydrated and you're still trying to get that system that we're talking about for health, I would say start off every two weeks with steam. Deep condition every two weeks with steam. And then as your moisture levels improve, you can transition to once a month, deep conditioning once a month. All right, so that is it for today's episode. If you would like to participate in these live Zoom sessions, again, they're absolutely free, sis. You can just hop on in the room. Um, and again, there's going to be different topics at least once to two times per month in this Let's Talk About series. All you got to do is sign up for the newsletter, and that way you'll be notified of when that next session um, goes live. The next session actually is going to be in January in just a couple of weeks, so you don't want to miss it because I and a guest will be talking all about self-care, right? And that's going to be a really good way to just jump into 2021. So hop on the newsletter. And also, if you know of someone that should hear this episode and they because they're on the fence about natural hair or just kind of don't know where to start, make sure that you share this episode so that we can help get the word out to other sisters like me and other sisters like you that really want to love on their natural hair and feel proud about just rocking their beautiful textures just as God made them to be, right? Okay, so that's it for this episode. Again, 
This is the last episode for 2020. I'm really excited for 2021. And I'm so thankful that you are here with me on this self-care journey. A lot of great stuff to come. More topics, more community conversations. There's just going to be a lot of good stuff. So hopefully you will be with me on this ride in 2021. And with that said, have a blessed New Year's Day. Okay? Be thinking about your visions and your goals and, and, and all that great stuff because I promise you 2021 has got to be better than 2020, right? So I'm really looking forward to it and um, I will see you next year <laughs> on the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Take care.